I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Yo, what's crack a lackin'? Happy Tuesday. Good afternoon and welcome to the bottom line on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com and the 100.7 The Score mobile app brought to you as always by our friends at Happy State Bank. That mobile app you can take just about anywhere with you, even in Obama, Japan. I'm sure that's how you say it. Alongside the one and only Josh Foppel. He's in pinch hitting for Chris Sneed today. I'm Choice Woodman. Clint Scott back behind the glass taking care of us. You may also join us. Your thoughts, your comments, your questions, hopes, dreams, whatever you got. Uh, if you pump in Longhorn hate on the chat line, that will go to the uh, top of the list of what we read. So it is uh, absolutely extra Longhorn hate day with the Austin folks coming to town today. Whatever you got, bring that all in on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. You can call us. Visual Edge IT hotline, 806-771-0973. What's up, Josh? How are you? Oh, killing it. How about you? What are you killing? You tend to say that. <laughs> I do tend to say I that. I do wonder what <laughs> what exactly you're attempting murder on. The day, man. You okay. know, just it, the day only exists once. Okay. So it doesn't matter if I kill it. You're not going to come for me for it. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. In a 24-hour lifespan anyway. So who exactly. Cares, right? Yeah. I think that logic Point. doesn't hold for people, but for days, it's fine. Probably so. Yeah. Again, if you're wanting to kill like a longhorn or something, <laughs> welcome to do so today. Oh, I think that's that's Probably pretty an common as far as again, people not yeah. so much, but an actual longhorn. Yeah. I think that happens. There I'm, was a, an incident at Oklahoma State earlier this oh, year. Well, yeah, they they didn't <laughs> uh look too fondly upon that. And uh yeah, probably not the greatest move by our brethren out in in Stillwater, but I uh I am making a concerted effort to be eat lots of beef today. Had a burger for lunch, so uh, you can do the same. Do your part. What number was that this year? That was – I just wrote it down, so you'd think. What would be a big number for you? Uh, 25. 25 would be a big number, no, or that is was that 20, your number? That was 25 up to this point in the year. Okay. I've had and 25 burgers, and it's February 27th. So. I, don't, I don't know if that's a lot. I, I think that means you have burgers, I mean, fairly often, but I don't know if that means, like, super often. Well, uh, I, I think it, it depends on the person. Like, feel like, and, and Choice definitely falls into this because he's on the road a lot, Yeah. Um, especially around this time. This but time like, of year, I'll eat a lot more than... For me, sure. even even on years where I'm on the road more, Yeah. I'm, I, I like burgers, but they're not a huge part of my rotation. Yeah. And so 25 at this point would be a big number for me, but mm-hmm. I don't know if that's, like, a... That's probably about what I would have guessed. The national average for burgers, uh, 150, I think it was 155. At this pace, what would you be, 25, and we're almost two months in? I think I'm pacing a little over. 
at this point. Okay. Right, 25, two more. Well, Choice 20, is the burger pace car. Six. six. So it's at, actually at. Oh, at yeah. You're, all, you're like. Okay. Right on pace. Yeah, it. right on. So uh, the pizza counter, though, that one's a little higher. Over right. the summer, that might come down, though, for you. The, oh, it will. Yeah. It will. 42 slices of pizza thus thus far this year. So what, was the, what was the slice? 185 was the. One eight, oh, that one's. I'm going to murder that. I might be at. Uh, what would I be at? Every time I have pizza, I go either six or eight slices. So I, it's just well, me, man. You take the whole thing down oh, yourself. Yeah. You don't even save any for lunch Fully. the next day? No, I don't. Yeah, right, right here. High yeah. five. Uh, yeah, so every – and I have to think, have I had one every week of the year so far? And the answer I don't think is yes. So I'm probably – I'm not at the 36 plus. I'm probably somewhere around like 25 plus. How do we feel about uh, – Slices. If I were to have marked them down, which I haven't, just have a rough estimate of how many pizzas I've eaten this year already. Uh, does the uh, Lunchables pizza get counted as a oh, slice man. if it were to be played – just say if someone were to get one from okay, the circle you get table. Well, there's three more than one, though, right? Three of those in a pack, I think you can count as one slice. Yeah, one. But does it like count as eating pizza? Well, well I'd give, yeah, I'd I'd I guess give so, because like you're buying slice. Lunchables pizza. I'd you give know. you one slice on that. That's how I would do it if it was me counting. But yeah, because you're buying a Lunchables pizza pack. I, and that's like the edge of it. Like a Pizza Hot Pocket, not pizza. Yeah, right, like correct. a bagel bite? No. Pizza no. roll? No. That, that, that's probably like the... The limitation of, yeah. of where we'd go, but like a Totino's pizza, the square thing, I count that. Like oh I, man, oh it's yeah, it's like yeah, cafeteria yeah. pizza, but uh, that's like one of the first man, things I, I noticed with inflation. I'm like, why is this going over ninety nine cents? Like yeah, that hurt me when party, that hit that, over a yeah. dollar. Now mm-hmm. they're like a buck seventy. It's just Arizona iced teas are Arizona's over ninety nine cents now too. Yeah. All of this, it just it saddens me. Good, so I need just to pull me out of the dumps from the. Uh, the next thing that's going to go is going to be the Costco hot dogs. No, which I don't have can't. a stake in the race, but that's, I can't. That's gonna that's gonna be the next thing. The, the hot dog and the pizza slice and the and the giant chickens. Man, no, I, frozen pizza it. used to be the solace, and it's it's you know, it's cranking up. It's, yeah, it's a, it's almost the price of going and getting one hot, and it's fully. like no. Have you seen the? Uh, I, I think this is hilarious, but the fast food attack from Chili's who's like promoting one of their <laughs> deals where it's like still $11 and they're just like finding people complaining about like, oh, I spent, you know, $12 yeah. at Wendy's and they're like, Oh man, that's so sad. If only there was a place you could go. <laughs> I, you know what? That would work on me. I think I, it wouldn't, it, would it, work would, on you. it might because I do go to fast food food places and spend, you yeah, know, it's ridiculous about that much. And if I'm going to go, I could sit down and spend that much too. And probably have a nicer time. No doubt. No doubt. So, we just vented everything out on uh, on the stupid state of the American economy right now. Oh, yeah. How about uh, we vent out on the Longhorns? What do you hate about that stupid burnt orange color? That, I do uh, hate the color. It is. It is. It doesn't go with anything. It's the worst color out there. Yeah. Yeah, it's worse than maroon. It is. I yeah, I fully agree. The burn orange is is as bad as it gets, and I cannot. You know, most of the time, accuracy. Yeah, most of the time, I have a gut feeling on a game. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I have a feeling of okay, this is what's going to happen. Accuracy. I'd say more often than not, the gut's right. But I can't get a gut feeling on this game at all. I can't. I know what the paper tells me, and it's that Texas has stunk in Lubbock, Texas. 
um, really for a long time. I think they've got two losses in the last 10 years here. Brock Cunningham has stunk against the Red Raiders in general. And he's been there in that entire time span that you said. <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> but I can't, I can't get a feeling on this game because of how decimated Texas Tech feels right now with injury. There is that, but that's not the only kind of wobbly part of the whole thing. It's like one of the things that Clint has said kind of all season is that Texas is a team of talented players that just seem to be like perennially underperforming. So it like it's really hard to gauge how they're gonna do week to week and against yeah. who. Yeah, this this Texas team is as uh, bipolar as any team in the Big Twelve Conference right now. You you cannot figure out which version you're gonna get because they have played up to their talent level at times, and then there's been plenty of games where they are not playing to their talent level, and um, you beat them by 11 in Austin, the first game in Big 12 play. So we'll talk plenty about that game. We'll get into a lot of different topics today, um, maybe even touch on recruiting that's going pretty well for Texas Tech football. Sick. Lots to dive into over the next three hours. We'll give you some headlines. Coming up next, you're listening to The Bottom Line on 100.7 The Score. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Thanks for joining us on this Tuesday. You're listening to the Bottom Line on 100.7 The Score and 107 The Score. Josh Brown, Trish Goodman, Josh Boppel in the First United Bank studio. Clint Scott across the way taking care of us. Keep the uh, thoughts and comments coming in on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Um, man, you guys are all over the place. Uh, before we get to my question, unofficial question of the day, uh, someone said, can we get a rundown of all the horse names? I don't think we can do that. We're going to have to... I think we're going to send them out and like have everybody elim- eliminate three or four, and then that'll narrow the list down. It's so got to be a, a good bit. Send all these horses to the, the glue factory. I'll read you a random grouping, and we'll just uh, go from there. That's brilliant. Flint, we, we should call it that, sending the sending them to the glue factory. Sending them, yeah, I think we will. I think we did that last year. We, oh, okay. we, we had to cut. That was... Cut a few of them. That was also the threat to all the other losers of the race. Yes, it was. Oh, okay. Uh, There's Flaming Disaster, Argentinian Sausage, Body Odor (laughs) Supreme, Big Knockers, Criterity, uh, Crazy Feet, but spelled F-E-A-T, Titanium Esophagus, Hairy Husk, Kerwinescence, it's not bad, Uh, Kiwi Blood, Hobbit XXL. That's one of my favorites. Gelatinous Texture. Beard Adjustments. Rainbow Wahini. (laughs) uh, Nature Nut. Chuck Chuck Hates New Home. We got to put these into a a bracket. That's what we do. We normally put all these together. uh, we, We eliminate a few and then they... They have preliminary races okay. where on Twitter uh, there's four horses that go against each other and okay. one emerges out of each. And then Clint calls the final. 
Clint gets to call the fi- final. Uh, meaty middle, big sweaty p- Cuban, Whoa. spiky balls, uh, barnyard pimp. That, that <laughs> one's one of my favorites so far. Uh, celebratory moods, queso drippage. I oh. think that's Jamie's guy. Uh, white wispy mane, bad dump. Ace-like stuff. Hat trick Mahomes. Cornhole prodigies. Waffle taco. On the teat. Uh, There is now tip guilt and tip fatigue. I like tip fatigue. Eliminate. Glue factory. There's also exotimate animal. Molested goose. Uh, Food niche. Road pickle. Humpback gladiator. <laughs> Cranny guy, meat sock, and little jiggle. So oh. that was not all of them. Those were just, you know, like half the names that are in there. So I'm just going back through as you did those in rapid fire. Just like, what do we talk about? I know. The, that's that's where this is, is fun is every single one of these have been said by the host. Yeah, it's basically. Point. They are said in semi natural conversation. Yeah. Either reading a story or whatever. Like Humpback Gladiator, I have no idea. No idea what we were talking about. I don't know. And the you guys remember it better than we do. Yeah. Why not have some elimination races? We do. That's basically what the Twitter vote is. Those are the elimination races mm. where you guys we can't just like do horse races all the time. <laughs> then it would wear the shine <laughs> if off. That's the what original. they said, hey, we're gonna pay you just to do this all the time. <laughs> You gotta keep keep going. Put that in my contract. Uh, I think it's more COVID inflation than regular inflation. Well, yeah, that that's part of it. Also, leadership. The Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. You cannot say the next line of uh, you know that song on air. I will not. I will not. Uh, tired of being asked to tip for everything. Absolutely ridiculous in most cases. Yeah, that's where I'm like it just. They turn it towards you. That's the the swivel uh, screen, and it's like, uh, just fill that out. I'm like, okay, no tip. It, like, if I'm going to pick up my own food, I shouldn't be tipping for it. I yeah. Just sorry. Saying uh, apparently United has the blue bell too for twelve bucks. So there you go. Shout out to our friends at United. Okay, my question is uh, tonight. Yes. Texas Tech in Texas. If you get to pick. Either Warren Washington or Chance McMillan to have healthy. Who do you go with? Someone answered Warren McMillan on the chat. Like, I don't <laughs> think that works. But. Uh, I'd yeah, go Chance Washington. Chance Washington. <laughs> I'd go Warren Washington. And that's under the assumption that Pop, you know, is playing to the caliber that we know he's That's a big playing. assumption. It is. But he's got to snap out of it sometime. He has to. If I mean, there's not so many games left. And Tech is running thin on bodies. So I mean, at some point, it's it's got to come together. Like it's just the reality. You of would think is, so, is, yeah, yeah. So under the assumption that Pop is going to get it together at some point, I would still, even down the line, rather have Warren Washington than Chance McMillan. That's not to, uh, anything against Chance McMillan, but it, when Pop is able to score, uh, that's just one more person you have putting points up. Where Chance McMillan is great at, but Warren Washington does a lot more, I think, um, than just shoot from the outside. That's not to say that's all Chance McMillan does, but 
I think Warren Washington and Pop Isaac's performing uh, just gives you more on the floor. Okay. Okay. Clint, who would you pick if you get to pick one of the two to be healthy tonight? Which I don't think either will be, but yeah, um, I'm I'm with you. I'm not liking either's chances. Certainly not to be a hundred percent, even if you see like a UCF type scenario where you know Washington's there, Someone but he's said not on really there. Really disappointed War- that Warren played against UCF could have let him rest more. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. He yeah. he he talked. Uh, I mean, he talked about how they went through the normal warm up stuff, and McMillan did too uh, against UCF, and they thought he was going to play when they did shoot around, and then when it got closer to time, it was like, yeah, he he can't go. And with the stuff that they went through, when they finally got into that live game action, they just wasn't there like they thought it was going to be. So it's not like they didn't check him out and check with him and work with him. Um, but looking back, yeah, I, I wish that would have happened too, but mm-hmm. they didn't know that going in, right? Yeah. Um, as far as between the two, I think especially with Texas's size and your lack of it, I, I mean, it, it has to be Warren Washington to me. I think you're getting scoring... Um, from Kerwin Walton right now and Darian Williams, um, and you are hoping you get the uh, at least at least the Pop Isaacs that you got against TCU, which he still didn't shoot it well from outside, but he made a lot of really good basketball plays for you, and that goes for Joe Toussaint as well because he has a tendency to not make great decisions and get sped up at times. I'm not saying it's all the time, but I think that happened against UCF too. So if those two are playing fine, I don't think you you would take it. But I don't think you need the scoring option from Chance McMillan yeah. as much as you need the inside presence from Warren Washington. Um, I, and I think Texas, when you look at one of their best players, Dylan DeSue, he's kind of a matchup nightmare, and you would like Warren Washington to be there for that. I think I agree. At surface level, it's got to be Warren Washington, unless you're promising me that Chance McMillan can have an OU type of day or just a day where he's shooting lights out and going crazy. Yeah, if you promise me that, I'm like, (laughs) okay, it's McMillan. Uh, But I I don't think that's the case there. So I I would want Warren Washington for rebounding purposes and for just the four to five plays a game where he's going to go up and have an alley-oop opportunity to to get an easy bucket for you on the set play and the the rollout. So I – um, I, I think that's who I'd go for. I I don't think you're going to have either, and it is winnable without either. Though I just think what Texas has inside, you, you would love to have Warren Washington in this game. I I think that again, you you held Texas down pretty good in their own building. You you yeah you know you stymied them uh, quite a bit. But I'm more nervous about Texas's forward play or, or even center play than I am their guard play. And that's with Max Asmus there. I still think you can let Max Asmus have some of his on volume shooting and, and survive, but you can't give up a ton of offensive rebounds and you can't give up a lot of second-chance opportunities to win this game. We'll uh, continue this, get to more of your thoughts from the chat line. Have our Kaylee's Daily coming up next. You're listening to The Bottom Line on 100.7 The Score. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is The Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. 
Thanks for joining us on a Tuesday. You're listening to The Bottom Line on 100.7score and 107score.com. Choice Woodman, Josh Michael, joining you from the First United Bank Studios. Or just one. we got one studio here. Clint Scott back behind the glass taking care of us. And this is the time that Kaylee gives us a daily. That's right. Brought to you by our very own Chris Sneed, of course. Cool. Uh, Who couldn't even show up to work. (laughs) Kaylee says this today on February 27th, 2024. Most conservation biologists focus on advocating for species that are vulnerable and have their numbers depleting rapidly. The other side of this involves educating the public about invasive species. Some have called me that in this building. Uh, An invasive species is defined as a non-native species whose introduction will have a negative... You are right, Josh? Yeah. Are you laughing at the self-deprecation? No. (laughs) I'll tell you in a second. Okay. Okay. We'll have a negative economic impact. In Texas, an invasive species threatening our freshwater lake system is... Uh, I know. I can't remember the name of the fish. I didn't hear anything you just said. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, no. It's, uh, <laughs> hold on. Dang it. It's the, we had, used to have the commercials about it. What was the question? What's our, uh, the, in our lakes in Texas, what's the invasive species? Oh, I don't know. What is it? Think of a strong zebra. Uh, it's zebra, the zebra on steroids. Mu- it's the zebra mussel. That's oh, right. Yeah. Zebra mussels are an aquatic invertebrate that originated in the Caspian and Black Seas off the coast of Ukraine and Russia. It's hypothesized that zebra mussels traveled from here in the ballast water of ships and then on the undersides of boats into smaller lake systems. Zebra mussels are small, hard, and flat, nice. making them ideal to grow in clusters and cover large surface areas. These mussels use string-like projections known as bissel threads that allow them to attach to boats, rocks, and even native mussels. Zebra mussels are able to reproduce quickly and spread rapidly to different bodies of water, creating an impact known as biofouling, since they take up space and food for native mussels. Currently, there are 23 lakes in Texas overtaken with zebra mussels. The best way to prevent the spread of zebra mussels is to wash off your boat between trips and let it dry for at least five days. Hmm. The zebra mussel. So are you, uh, you going to go gather some zebra mussels? That was something we dealt with in Kansas, too, at a few lakes. It was a big thing. So what is zebra mussel? I mean, can you eat them? I don't know. I'm sure you could try them. Like, I, I like eating mussels. Have you, do, like, when you go to the seafood joint, do you? I, I like mussels, too. I like, yeah, but I, like I couldn't mussels, tell but... you what kind of mussels they Exactly. I have are. no idea what they are. So, because like, I would I would gather and eat zebra mussels if they were edible. There's only one way to find out. Go to one of these invasive lakes. Okay. And then ask people that are coming off the water, like, can I check the bottom of your boat for <laughs> a second? Is, that is I'm the hungry. only way. It's the only way. <laughs> this is the only way. Yeah. Uh, I, I was cracking up because you, you you said the way that that was phrased was some uh, biologist or conservationist uh, focus on the conservation of threatened and stuff. 
but like my head immediately went to so what does the opposite mean it means they're they're it means they're out like set out to take them down <laughs> they are choice around horses we are going to kill them no. exactly like some are some are for the conservation of threatened species the others want to end them oh they're endangered <laughs> we're going to push them over to the edge to extinction <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't get that out of my head That's while funny. you were reading it. So. That's funny. Uh, just tune, turned into, tuned into zebra muscles, or is it muscles? M-U-S-S-E-L-S. I'm confused. M-O-U-S-E. Yeah. Were you doing that song? No. Sorry. Oh, zebra okay. muscles, horse name. Okay. We're going to forget uh, the context Connor's, of that, too. Yeah, we won't have a clue what that is if we... Do zebras have more muscles than regular horse? Uh, I wouldn't imagine it's a significant difference. Uh, you cannot eat them. I work at a marina in Austin. That's from Connor. They're awful. So it has been tried. Apparently, <laughs> people are trying to eat them. Well, hold on. Are you saying you can, but they don't taste good, or you cannot? Like, eat them? I'm not going to die of poisoning here, right? Yeah, right. This isn't going to be a Duma ceviche situation, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I say, yeah, you make a linguine out of this. Okay, let's go for it. Nice zebra muscle fettuccine. Strong appetite for muscles coming down the stretch. Okay. We're going to start a uh, choice counter of uh, zebra muscles. All right. Not burgers, (laughs) zebra muscles. I bet he could uh, reach the average, you know, number just with one sitting, really. Yeah. Um, Let's see. There's questions about a player for Texas Tech baseball. Look, I don't know. There's – apparently it seems like something happened yesterday – I don't know the extent of it. There's stuff floating around on message boards, but y'all go find the message boards. Um, Texas Tech hadn't said anything as far as a baseball player goes, but hmm, but uh, may have been a, a player that got hurt. So that's that's as far as I can I can go with uh, my knowledge on the situation. Um, y'all need to be more selective with the horse names. All right. And then the next one says, "Don't forget the recently submitted centimeter." Got that one. It's hard to say words sometimes. Uh, I find. I'd say we need chance. We need a shooter, especially if Pop and Joe are off. That's not a bad take, but I mean, I, I don't think you can just keep hoping for backups or just like keep planning for backups. Like you, at some point, you have to implement your plan. You, you, you can't just you know like in case these two are off. Well, yeah. I mean, then you're down to your third person. And if you're if if those two players are off, you kind of already have more problems. Okay, I, I think you're probably right. I mean, you just because you have a shooter on the floor doesn't mean he's going to make all the shots right mm-hmm. now. Um, so again, we're talking hypotheticals. We don't know who, if both or neither, will be back. But I just know this team is not the same team as it was three weeks ago, and you still found a way to win games mm-hmm. at home mostly, even through injury. So that's where I still have some confidence. And the fact that Vegas knows completely that, that you're dealing with injury issues and Vegas is still putting Texas Tech as a four-and-a-half-point favorite today. So Vegas either thinks that highly of Grant McCaslin on the home floor or thinks that lowly of what the Longhorns have looked like on the road or a combination of both. This is also not a bad take. Yeah. Which, I mean, the last – two places that they've gone what have been very tough places houston got blown out kansas 
got blown out, but they're going to a tough place tonight. I mean, if you're going on the environment scale, yeah, team I mean, scale, is, and, and you know, especially with Texas coming tonight, like it's going to be raucous sure. whether you're 100% healthy or not. Like Individually speaking, those two are tough, two of the toughest places easily in the Big 12 Conference to play this year. But I still don't know that either of those atmospheres will match the hostility that Texas is going to face tonight. It's specific to Texas because, I mean, you saw the fans lined up. You you know that there's a lot of guys, a lot of people that are, are getting their last crack at Texas. So I think it's going to be a pretty hostile environment, and we'll see if the team can match it. Um, that's That's what it comes down to. And, again, TCU, what they put on the floor uh, a week ago was – was a better team, more healthy team, and a better team than what Texas Tech put on the floor last week. But you still found a way to scratch out a win. And that's the epitome of what we've seen under Grant McCaslin so far. His team isn't the most talented team in the Big 12, but it is one of the hardest fighting teams in the Big 12. And that's why I think that she'll probably see. I, I, that's why I lean towards Texas Tech getting a win tonight. Um, lean that way. Again, with what you're going through, injury-wise, hopefully this team can get healthy for the NCAA tournament, but at the same time, you are still absolutely playing for a good seed in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. You want to stay off that 8-9 spot, and Tech is, is doing their best to do so. A win tonight goes a long way, and a win tonight locks you into the NCAA tournament. It is a lock. You get your ninth Big 12 win. You get your 20th win of the season. So it, it goes from if you make the tournament to when you make the tournament if you're able to be at the Longhorns tonight. More thoughts from you on the chat line, Josh? Appreciate you hanging. You're welcome. For the hour. We'll uh, have Jamie coming in next. It's the bottom line on 100.7 score. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Onward to hour number two. You're hanging with the Bottom Line here on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. The 100.7 The Score mobile app brought to you by our friends at Happy State Bank. You can take that mobile app just about anywhere. Even uh, listen in over in Humpty Doo, Australia. Humpty Doo! Mate. <laughs> I love that you added the mate. <laughs> it's, it's a real place, probably. Yeah, I, I believe everything you say, Choice. All these places, I did compile a list of just weird town names because I'm weird and whatever. But uh, You compiled the name? You didn't like Google weird town names? Compiled a list. I look. This is my list of all weird town names okay, that yeah. I put together. So like, you've put it together. How? Like, how did you search them out? Did you? Yeah, most Google of them are, are are from Google. Yes. Oh, okay. But I also, anytime I pass, and this is mostly in Texas, but I did it when I drove up to South Dakota. Anytime I pass a weird one, I add it to the list. So, like, when I go through Glasscock County, Texas, I'll add that, or wherever. I mean, just whatever weird. And Texas is chock full of. Weird, weird places. Weird names and places. I mean, if you've ever been to East Texas, you know it's full of weird places. Such as? 
Lufkin. What's weird about Lufkin? The people. The people. Okay, yes. <laughs> Des Bryant specifically. Des Bryant. Yeah. Japorky Lane. Japorky. Oh my gosh, that guy. That guy. He was a beast. Is a hot dog. He was a beast on the basketball court, man. Was he? Yeah. Did you call games with him in uh-huh. high school? Uh-huh. Japorky. How do you think he got the nickname Javorsky Lane? Because that's what he took up. Yeah, oh, pretty much. Yeah, he enough. played a four and was just you just couldn't get around him. Wasn't much of a player. Surprised though. he didn't play both a four and five. Yeah. Uh, Shelly says to clip that immediately. I think the Humpty Doo mate. <laughs> Humpty Doo mate. Mate. Oh, it was immediate. Oh, it was. Yeah. Shelly didn't even need to tell him. Kind of dropped off there at the end. Humpty Doo mate, horse name. I liked about it was you could uh, hear the energy fading as it went into mate. <laughs> I don't know if that horse name will make the list or not, but it's it's there. They said horse name, period. So I guess. Yeah. There you go. I think it should get on there. I don't know who this is. I think my wife is watching on TV. Choice. Are you conditioning your hair these days or just washing it? It looks luscious. Wow. Thanks, Mom. No, that'd be weird if Mom said luscious. <laughs> so thanks, Meg. Appreciate that. Uh, cut and you shoot. Let the text. people know what your wife's name is. My wife prefers not to be noticed. Okay. Well, she doesn't want anybody to find out she's married to me. So we won't tell anybody. About I don't Anne. say her. Really. <laughs> I think uh, mine. My wife I mean, lines up with yours, but I have said her name uh, several times. I don't yeah. say my wife's <laughs> name. She's the wife most of the time. I think for, I mean, Chuck doesn't say his wife's name and. Or his children. Or his children. Or his grandchildren. He just has nicknames for them all. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, cut and Shoot, Texas. Yeah, Chugwater, Wyoming, one of my favorites. Yeah, they've all. Chugwater, Wyoming. Nice. Uh, my brother lives in Hudson, kind of the same as Lev- Lufkin. Is Hudson, Hudson East, Texas? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, that's probably the geographical part of the state I know the least about. I've spent less time in East Texas than any other part of the state. That's where you're from, and that's mostly why. No. That's why I lived previously. I'm from central New York. No, I think you're from central New York and from East Texas. I'm way more central New York than I am East Texas. Sure. I'm way more West Texas than I am East Texas. That's... If you start saying y'all, we'll accept you. I like to think that, yeah, you... Am I accepted at this point? Not not until you say (laughs) y'all. I like to think that, yeah, you're from the area that as soon as you got there made you stand up in front of the class and say things because the accent was funny. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's why I'm not from East Texas. Uh, Josephine, Texas, ridiculously backwards. You see that kind of stuff on TV. Don't believe it exists until you see it in person. The mayor walked into a city council meeting wearing cargo shorts with a POWMIA (laughs) t-shirt. Josephine, that's East Texas too. Yeah, I think okay. I've heard of Josephine. Stand up and say oil, Jamer. <laughs> <laughs> oil. Chuck's wife is on a hotkey. You know, it used to be, yeah. The old Laura oh, thing Laura. Was, yeah. was there for a while. Rat tail and trailer house sounds like East Texas to me, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> that fair. That is, fair. Completely that is fair. fair. I mean, central New York and East Texas are basically the same thing. No. Basically. Just a little bit more snow in one area. That's all. Yeah, just a, just a smidge. You got a gut feeling tonight. That's Clint this earlier, but 
You got a gut feeling on the game tonight? Because I cannot gauge this game. I think it's just like, you know, take it off the board for me because injuries and, and it just feels like you have an incomplete team that you're trotting out there tonight. Doesn't mean you can't win. It's just I can't get a real gauge on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I continue to think that Tech is going to win, but my confidence level is just nowhere near what you would call confident. Okay. So you're like 51, 49 yeah. or something around there? Something like that. I think, I think uh, let's see. The old ESPN predictor, which they don't have the injuries factored in, 68.2%. Which That's probably about where me. I would be if the injuries weren't there. Probably somewhere around 70% mm-hmm. that you're going to win this game. Maybe 75 Because mm. I do think this is going to be a hostile, hostile environment tonight. I don't think Hope we're going to... So. I don't think yep. we're going to reach the level of when Chris Beard came back. But I think there's the hostility is going to be pretty ramped up. And I think um, – Hostility like to a different level or just the fact that it's Texas? The fact that it's Texas. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, you, you've had kids camping out for this one. Which i got to be honest with you, seems weird to me since Thursday. I mean, I, especially knowing that we haven't had trouble getting students into the place. I think it's. Well, I think, I think like that's Chuck why. Said this morning, it's just more of a. Re- it's just like, hey, it's the fun thing to do. Let's go have a party. Let's. I, do I this. think that's where it started. But yeah, someone so. decided, hey, we're going to camp out for the Texas game. Mm-hmm. Oh. I think it's great. It's fun. Have a good time. I don't know that they weren't going to get in. Oh, I think <laughs> they'll have better seats this way. I guess. I think you look at the better games. You've. I, I th- I, I don't know the numbers on this, Robert Giovanetti, or someone could tell us if how many I've games they heard, sell. I out mean, of student in, in previous years, we heard stories about um, students not being able to get into the game. I've not heard any of that this year. I, I know that it. You look at the student section, and it was packed to the brim for the yeah. Kansas game. Yeah, and I don't. Mm-hmm. I wasn't at the TCU game last week, so I don't know how full it was. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I just haven't heard any of that, so that's why I assume. For, but I think it's great if they're excited and they're having fun. They're still finding a way to go to class. Have at it. I think there's a good chunk of the fans, though, a good chunk of the students that grew up around Texas fans or grew up even in the Austin area. There's a lot of Austin students in tech at Tech, and they know this is going to be the last chance you get in-house to, to go after Texas. So... <laughs> on the basketball court. So I, th- I think that may be why we're seeing the camping out. I don't know. I'd, l- I'd love to hear really from Really anywhere because they – not like they do it at baseball or track or yeah. tennis. They don't really do that. Yep. So for the students, it's really their last chance to True. go after Texas. True. All right. You can uh, go after us if you want. Oh. Yates Flooring Center chat line or just be nice. It's the bottom line on 100.7 score. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Glad to be part of your Tuesday. You're listening to the Bottom Line on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Watching on Fox 34 News Now. Appreciate all the uh, thoughts, comments, participation. We've covered a lot of uh, territory in the first hour and 15 minutes or so, you know, Chance McMillan, Warren Washington, uh, zebra mussels, which, by the way, Kaylee says uh, don't don't eat them because they're they're parasitic. 
Oh, that's too bad. So, yeah, you don't want to I eat. say you should still try it, Choice. You think I should try it? Yeah, go for it. Apparently, uh, someone else on the chat line said that they're like a millimeter. They're barely bigger than a millimeter. David said that. So Was you, it millimeter or millimeter? I'm just trying to go off of probably. your pronunciation. Centimeter, millimeter. Uh, so zebra mussels have been on there, horse names of all sort. Uh, why the economy sucks. Wow, you got did. Well, you got into a good chunk of it, and the chat line reflects it. Do you want to gripe about uh, having to pay way more for all your groceries? Does the wife take care of all of that for you? Because I, I know most r- relationships have one or the other that's kind of the money person. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the grocery store. I'll You're go over place shopping with her, but I don't love grocery shopping. You don't do the Chuck Hines thing and just go to the grocery store to walk around? I don't understand. I mean, to each their own, right? You do you. I don't understand the people that go to the grocery store for like one meal at a time. My brother is that way. Like every day on the way home from work, he calls his wife. What do you want me to go pick up? And he'll go to the grocery store and pick up. I'm like, how do you do? Like, why would you not just go once and get it all? Do you not have a refrigerator to put it in or what? (laughs) I don't know how you do, why you keep going back over and over again. Instead of just like once a week. Once a week, I try to do it all at once a month. <laughs> yeah, try whatever. To, for yeah. for the most part, but uh, we go to the big big store and and then Neil eats through all the food in a week, and we have to do it again. So yeah, well, that's it's, fun. It's no way no. Growing teenagers that'll do it. God, yeah, I they're um, ridiculous. I, and I would assume that we all can figure out that Chuck does it that way, so he can see talk more to people. people to talk too yeah but i i that's just not me so i don't go to the grocery store a ton but i will every once in a while okay yeah i'm i'm probably the grocery shopper in our our grouping our grouping that we call a family okay uh uh, did you see the the florida man games well i think we talked about this i don't know if you and i did already sounds funny florida man games uh happened very recently um, we previewed it when this was, was going to be a thing. The inaugural Florida Man Games went down in St. Augustine, Florida this past weekend. Organizers called it a huge success. If you haven't heard of it, it's basically the Olympics for Florida crazies. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Uh, include a mullet contest. Mullet? Nice-looking uh, mullet? A mud duel with pool noodles. So you just get in the mud and whack, each, whack other each other with yeah. a noodle, okay. basically. Uh, there's an evading arrest obstacle course. That's <laughs> <laughs> the Florida Man Games, where actual cops—these are real cops—chase people down in the co- obstacle course. <laughs> I'm totally in on that. I would love to try that. Like how much? Like how hard do they tackle you though? Well, if they, if and they catch it, you? Gus and I were both wondering on this. Like, how much of a sales pitch did they have to do the cops before they were like, yeah, sure. Or was it like, before they even finished the idea, they're like, we're down. Yes. yes. We, we would like to participate. Tackle. We wanted to go Please. tackle people. I, I don't know. They may have had to use a box of donuts, but it's, I'm guessing most would have loved I bet if to, you used that line this. before you started the event, they'd probably tackle you harder. Uh, tickets cost around 50 bucks for this thing. Here's one of the pictures of the crowd. They uh, anticipated 5,000 people going. Okay. I'm not sure if that's how many showed up or not, but would you go to this thing? I Again, this sounds like something $50. that would happen in East Texas. I would not pay $50. So if you could get a credential to go. <laughs> the, 
I'm covering this for for I'm covering this for the radio station. (laughs) And maybe for, I don't know, an hour or whatever. I don't know. What's the weirdest uh, sporting event that you've gone to? Because I would consider the sports. That I've gone to? Yeah, that you've attended. Weirdest sport that you've, uh, you've taken in. Because I've said this before. During COVID, I got a phone call. That over at, uh, I don't remember, one of the places in town, Cujo's or something, they were having, uh, I don't know if I have to be political, politically correct on this, we'll yes. say little people wrestling. Okay. They had the, the whole thing going on, the little people wrestling during COVID, and I was so sports thirsty when there was that stretch for no sports. I almost pulled the trigger on it. To, to go watch this, the little people wrestling just for something sports-ish related. I didn't do it. Ultimately, I, I was told I missed out on a good time, but... I went to a rodeo once. That's the weirdest, oddest they, sport you've been... There was people, like, chasing <laughs> little pigs. I went to a rodeo once. <laughs> chasing pigs? Okay. There was... The that kids chasing pigs. Yeah. We're sorry we accused you from being from East Texas. You don't have to keep doubling <laughs> down to prove it. <laughs> what is a weird sport? I like mean, this I... kind of thing. I don't know. What else would... American Gladiator type of stuff would be out there, different. Joyce, you probably have been in uh, a part of like potato gun shoot-offs or like pumpkin launching competitions, <laughs> right? Been a part of or seen it happen? Either. Potato gun, yes. No pumpkin launching. We shoot pumpkins, but that's it. It's just target practice. So. I don't think I've ever been to a quote-unquote weird sporting event. Well, we need to get you out There's there There's probably then. a lot of people that would call tennis weird. That's pretty weird. I was Slapping I was very ready for you to attack pickleball, I'll be honest. I've not been to a pickleball event. You would not go. Yeah, but people pickle around you. Various places you have seen at. people pickle. I mean, yes, that's, that's happened. Mm-hmm. How do you refrain your anger? I've seen your anger bubble up here before, once, once or twice. <laughs> like, how do you keep from just taking your racket and beating them with your racket the when they're pickle people? Uh, yeah, why are you in our vicinity? That's what we're the tennis... way too good for you pickle people to be around here. That's what the tennis grunts are for. He didn't grunt until pickle people started being around. Uh, that's him. Okay. I'm not a grunter. Um, I that don't have sense. that much anger. I, I just, I just kind of look over there and snicker. Instead of looking over there and Milky Here Way, we go. I knew, it's I knew coming. it. Butterfinger. Okay, uh, random-ish question here for Texas Tech football related. Something called Chris Hummer uh, is doing a for twenty-four-seven Sports is projecting all of the blue chip signees and some of their stats. So he put out a projected stat of Micah Hudson going under 556 receiving yards next year. I'll take the over. You'll take the over. Mm -hmm. 556 yards. Would it be a big disappointment if he doesn't get to that, in your opinion? Depends what what it looks like. Oh, if Kelly's taking up all the yards, then that's okay. Like, or if, if he's actually... at five fifty, but he has seven scores, and yeah, and you really spread it around between two or three different receivers, and 
and it looked good doing it, I wouldn't be disappointed with that. Do you know what's significant about the number 556? I do not. I believe that was the leading receiver yardage for you last year. That's super fun. Kind of saddens me to say that it out is, loud. No, that's exactly what I meant. But, uh, yeah, Xavier yeah. White, 556 yards to lead the team. That's crazy. Isn't it? I mean, you've come from so many years where you've got multiple guys at eight or 900 yards. Back-to-back games at certain <laughs> points of his redshirt freshman year. I think you're right. Seriously, I bet No, I did. think you're right. I, I think his first year, he was – in in the first three games, I would guess Michael Crabtree had close to 556 yards. I, I'll look it up, but I think it's a disappointment. If and I know we're putting a lot on a freshman, but I think it is a bit of a disappointment if if Micah Hudson's not reaching, getting past 556 mm-hmm. yards there. If it's 600 yards, and Kelly from. Washington Cat State from Washington State another 500 or, or so. Yeah, or if he's yeah. leading the team with 900 or whatever that looks like, fine. But, yeah, the number, the offensive, specifically the passing numbers, have to elevate. And hopefully, you know, a healthy quarterback can help help that out a little bit as well. Yeah. I think so. You would hope. It's the bottom line. Continue next on 100.7 score. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Good afternoon. It is the Bottom Line on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Jeff McGuire sitting in for Choice Woodman. Feels like, you know, almost standard operating procedure as we are joined by Jamie Lynn Clint Scott across the way. It is. That time of day where we get to do one very specific thing, and that is ask our question of the day. Time now for Jamie's question of the day. Okay, very simple question for you guys today involving a Red Raider football. Who is going to be the surprise contributor? Not getting enough love. Who is going to be the surprise contributor? People are overlooking in 2024. Overlooking. Oh, Clint's ready. I'm going to let Clint go first because he's ready. I am excited. Mark it down now. I'm going to write it in an envelope, even though I'm saying it out loud. So you know the Koi Aiken breakout show in 2024. And I, I, I don't think he's being completely disrespected or or completely looked over, but last year in a bad wide receiver unit or an unproductive team, unproductive offense, whatever you want to say, um, towards the end of the season, I mean, he was turned into Baron Morton's go-to guy, showed big-time flashes of the talent that he can be. I think you add in uh, the unit that you're bringing in with Hudson and with Kelly and with Conyers and hopefully Tharp taking another step as well. Um, I think all that together... Koy Aiken can still be a, hey, go up and get it type of guy and then have less pressure on him. Um, I'm very excited to see 
what he turns into this year. And again, I don't think he's being completely disrespected because I still hear his name thrown out, but it just feels like it comes after everybody else. And so maybe just overlooked. You know, you, you sparked an idea for me there, Clint, and I want to give you some credit for that idea. And I'm not going aching on this one. That's, that's not the complete idea, but the, the guy that's maybe getting overlooked because of who is in front of him. And the guy in front of him, we all know, we all love, we are all expecting huge things from. But maybe it's time for the two-headed monster to be back with Cameron Valdez. Last year was such a Taj Brooks year that offenses you have to, that defenses this year have to, you have to imagine that they're going to be focusing anytime he's on the field. Wherever he is, he's going to be the target of their best tackler and probably their second best tackler. And that might open up some things for, for Valdez, who is coming back, which we didn't think was going to happen. So clearly there was a conversation had somewhere of, hey, this is where we're thinking about using you, how we're thinking about using you. There is a place for you here that, that can spark something for him unexpectedly. Okay. Couple of good answers. I am going to go with a new player to the Red Raiders. I am going to go with Jalen Conyers. I am super excited about this guy. We know Coach Kitley's uh, love of using or having multiple quarterbacks on the field at the same time. This is a tight end who has thrown passes in college football games. This is a tight end that you can use in the Wildcat who's got good enough speed to split out wide, who's big and physical and can block. I just think he does so many different things. It's going to be really fun for our offense to find ways to use him and to create some, you know, some trick plays and matchups out of different things. Uh, so I'm all in on Jalen Conyers. I, I think that he's got a chance to become a big-time Tech fan favorite. I like it. I also like that uh, we didn't mention some guys that are getting some publicity, but are newcomers. We don't know what to get out of them necessarily. Um, I was expecting somewhere for that to get mentioned either on the chat line or with, with us uh, when you kind of propose this idea. But I got another one that may be kind of rolling around. I don't know. I don't know where his hype train is to know if he would qualify. But Dre McCray, um, good, not great for you last year. And you've got to imagine that if you can keep your quarterback healthy and they can get some work together this offseason, which you imagine that's, while they're, that's all they're doing, that his productivity could move forward. Sure. Although I don't know that he's – I mean, we had so much praise for him coming in last year. I, I technically, I guess he's overlooked this year because it didn't work out as well as we thought, as as we hoped. Might be a way to describe that. Yeah, anybody else in mind, Clint, that may jump out? Conyers was my second one, um, and then if I, I guess if I went one more, I mean, just starting to run down the list of new faces because I know after Aiken being someone who's been here. Then I look at Conyers, and then I go maybe to Kelly. But 
I have a hard time with Kelly too because he was so productive at Washington State. Yeah, it doesn't State. feel like it would be a surprise. Um, I think we're all expecting good things from him. Yeah, so it, it feels like you're to to whatever extent they do produce that. It feels like Hudson and Kelly are already a given, and I'm not saying a given for like Hudson a thousand yards, mark it down, um, but just more of what we were talking about with Choice in the last segment. It just feels like he's going to be on the field immediately, and he's going to have the availability to make plays and you want him to. And then with Kelly again, an older player and produced at Washington state. Um, so I think Conyers would go second on my list. I'm scrolling through here, just refreshing memory and, and see if we're think, missing anybody and nobody's like jumping out, but I also don't know that anybody on this, that I'm, as I'm scrolling through here, that isn't like absolute true freshman coming in from high school that we have no idea what we're getting out of, that I don't see contributors that could, like across the board, maybe just improve on what they have done. It's not a – I don't know that you have as much dead weight on this roster as you've had in the past, if that makes sense. Where it feels like – I mean, there have been senior days where you're like, they're going through all the names and you're going, who? This guy's been on scholarship for four years, and we don't know who this guy is. And they're a defensive back in the Big Twelve. We should at least hear their name somewhere. Sure. We should, or a wide receiver. We should, we should remember a great touchdown catch at Texas Tech that you have had that you didn't. I feel like you've done a decent, decent job over the last few years of thinning out that that portion of your roster so that you've got, I don't say playmakers, but contributors. Yeah, even if it's just on special teams where you're like, oh, yeah, I remember this guy made a good tackle here. This guy uh, was where he needed to be. This guy recovered a fumble. Whatever the situation is, that it's not just a guy on the roster spot that's taking up one of your 75 every year. Mm-hmm. So uh, credit to the coaching staff for that as I'm kind of looking for one. This off the 8th Flooring Center chat line, that video of him breaking uh, for like 50 yards out of the Wildcat makes me want to agree with JL. You would think he would be a power guy in short yardage situations. Not that you don't already have a great power guy and in, in your running back, but he just gives you more options. You've already seen that set with Donovan Smith. Yeah. Like I'm not saying it'll just be, hey, just move and do all the same exact things you did with Donovan Smith, but it feels like you have that sort of vein. Well, I would like to see one thing different, though. Uh-huh. Them actually allow him to throw it out of the Wildcat. Remember Donovan? I never threw it. The 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 play by play every single time of that was hilarious. And the great thing about this is that he does have the option to throw it being a quarterback, as we all just kind of laugh to ourselves yeah. after like game four. Yeah. Okay. He's not gonna throw it. As yeah. funny as that is, and as ironic as that is, there was a time at Texas Tech when everybody who has never watched football knew if Texas Tech was trying to draw the other team off sides because the quarterback went under center. That was the big red flag. You never ran a play out of it. It would be Graham Harrell going up underneath the center, and everybody would be like, what the heck is he doing? And then you would, you know, he would bark out signals and bark out signals and, and stand back and then bark out signals and bark out signals, and, and then Mike Leach would have to call timeout. My sister, who doesn't watch football, knew that there wasn't a play called. You were just trying to get the free five yards. Right, but in this scenario, we always felt like Donovan would throw it sooner or later, later but he never did, ever. I mean, he threw it when he was in there as, right, a as the quarterback. Right, as the quarterback, sure, sure. Not when he was in there as a Wildcat quarterback. 
This has been the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 100-7thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.